You process corn. You don't process the skin. Is the poop fills up the corn again? <laughs> That's what it looks like. You poop corn. <laughs> it's a poopception. Oh, it's corn filled with poop. <laughs> I mean, that's fairly self-explanatory, though. All right. It fills like, it up. <laughs> like a little poo-poo pierogi. I don't think it really fills it up. It's not like yeah. it's prioritizing the corn first. Pack it. Pack it's it. just all going in there, and physics does what physics does. There are good movies, and there are great movies but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema ding 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 we are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question would you watch it again i'm jay and i'm joined by dave hello and casey huge every week one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Dave, what's this month's theme? Well, this month our theme is Living Toys. Movies about toys come to life or cursed toys. Uh, just any time that we get to see a children's plaything come to life and probably fuck up things around them. So last week we got to see that in Pokemon Detective Pikachu where the ghost of Ryan Reynolds <laughs> inhabited an electric rat. How did he get his old body back? He d he eventually got his old body back, yeah. How? Uh, the Mewtwo magic. The, the nah, Pokemon just magic it back at the end, remember? I'd be like, hey, my dick was bigger in the last <laughs> one. <laughs> they didn't sag like that. Uh -uh. And where's the other one? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> but seriously, where's the other one? We need to close out this month, and Casey, what did we watch to bring it all to a bitter end? So you almost brought Real Steel from 2011 last week and then switched I last did. minute. I and did. I was not going to let the prospect of Huge Ackman's torso <laughs> out of my purview, if you will, so I brought it. I brought 2011's Real Steel starring Huge Ackman, mm. Evangeline Lilly, and Anthony Mackie. Before we go completely off the rails, we need to get an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. So, Jay, you're up first. Okay. Uh, you've decided you're going to have a proper weekend in Vegas. So, you know, you've done all the things you can. You've gambled. Mm -hmm. You've seen okay. the sights. Sure. You caught the Penn and Teller show. And for your last night there, you decided to spoil yourself ringside seats for the World Robot Boxing League. Really yes, excited. You, you've in. never gotten to see it live before. So, right. you know, why not? Um, problem is that tonight is the debut event of the robot who dances his way into the arena with a little kid. And uh, the kid does not really understand how much tighter the spaces are here so you're about 10 seconds away from getting backhanded by a robot doing a <laughs> Fortnite dance in oh. the time before that happens sell us on this movie a way to die wolverine puts on a dramatic broadway retelling of rocky but with eight and a half foot tall robots 
five seconds. Um, I bet a lot more straight dudes would go to Broadway shows if that were one of them. <laughs> well, Casey, you know that if I'm ringside, that you were with me because we are partners in crime. And that means when I get hit, I'm going to flip over and my feet are probably going to hit you. So in the 10 seconds before you get knocked out, sell us on this movie. Rock'em Sock'em Robots meets over the top, but instead of an empathetic Sly Stallone, we get a huge Ackman. Seven seconds, because you really drew that he last really... one out. So it was, again, another five second, because there is <laughs> not shit to this movie. Okay, but I I haven't watched Rocky, so I have no reference. So I was thinking more over the top of getting saddled with a kid. You're like, I, oh. No, I see your par- And he drives an ugly, big rig truck looking thing. So I see your parallels there. You're, yeah. I don't think you're wrong totally. Sly Stallone was, you know, like an empathetic dad and not toxically masculine and not a compulsive gambler and a whole bunch of other. He was just a genuinely good guy. Huge Ackman. He's a little he's a little naughty in this movie. Before we get too far into how naughty he actually is, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Case, I'm honestly not even sure we're supposed to like the main character, Charlie, besides the fact that he's played by Hugh Jackman. Because other than that, he's childish, he's impulsive, arrogant, he makes reckless decisions, many of which involves debts uh, to the kind of people that you, you know, beat you with an inch of your life, which is repayment for running. So... I mean, Hugh even... Sweetie, my type. <laughs> <laughs> sure, and and even the, his eleven-year-old kid, he sells for hundred k the moment that he can. So I guess Hugh that is your type, Sweetie, isn't it? my type, but louder. <laughs> no, honestly, love a sloppy bitch protagonist. Love it. Love it. He's a mess. Are they, are they a good person? No, but I love to watch their stories. <laughs> The moment when he sells that kid is when his is when the kid's mother died, since Charlie had, had pretty much nothing to do with his kid backs up to that point. And and the hundred K was in exchange for signing over parental rights to the kid's aunt, which is again probably a good thing because he's a sloppy bitch. Yeah, it feels like in the best <laughs> interest. Right. And he she gets a hundred thousand dollars to be a good dude. Right. You know, the aunt was a very sweet lady who clearly loved his child, and yeah. her husband was going to pay him 100 k so that they could, I think, go to Italy without the kid first. <laughs> also a good guy. He recognizes that self-care is important. She's going to be stressed out. She's about to be a mom That's of true. a 13-year-old right. kid. That's a nightmare. You know what? If if that ain't a true American love story, then I don't know what is anymore. Damn it. We'll go back to Italy when he's 18. We just got to make it five years, babe. Seriously, he's a good guy. All right. So our we needed a movie to happen series of circumstances have happened. And Max now gets to spend the summer with Charlie. Maybe maybe we're supposed to like Charlie because he's the down on his like boxer. I mean, I mean, in this universe. Boxing was replaced with nine-foot-tall Rock'em Sock'em robots. So Charlie's sad because he was a mediocre real boxer and is a shit robot boxer. I mean, seriously, right? Like, the first fight, Charlie loses a bot. And he uses the money from selling Max to buy another one, then goes out and gets that one wrecked, too. Arrogantly assuming that no training equals all the wins, he somehow, magically, unpredictably ends up broke. Without a bot, 
and he endangers the gym that he relies on for good measure. Yeah, I mean, but all of that was so that he had the opportunity to teach his son Max a lesson in how to break into a junkyard and steal a new robot. <laughs> That's recycling. Max finds a beat-up old bot in the junkyard called Adam. And it's super old, but it's got this mirror mode that can copy someone's movements that apparently makes it very special. Charlie insists that it's junk, but Max pushes him to get the new bot a fight. When it happens, Max and Charlie work together, and long odds, they somehow manage to win the fucking fight. Mirror mode lets Charlie train Adam like a boxer, and they're actually doing pretty well. But we need conflict. Right, right. So the whole thing works to build a buzz around the amateur circuit, and the world robot boxing takes notice and gets Adam a fight, which is, you know, hype, right? You get this up-and-comer, and he's a long shot, and he comes in, and the battle's brutal, but they overcome the odds, and they end up winning their fight. So Max takes the mic and calls out the undefeated champion Zeus. Just kid, just all but calls the robot a bitch before publicly outing its owner for trying to buy Adam from him. Yeah, and somehow this works. They go viral. The public puts pressure on the World Robot Boxing League. And no robots ever made it out of the second round against Zeus. Zeus has got a very Ivan Drago to Adam's Rocky vibe. So why not give the guy who's had one fight a spectacle title <laughs> shot? Zeus's team thinks that this is going to be a waste of time since Adam is a like super old training sparring bot. But despite getting battered, Adam actually survives the first round and then survives the second round and keeps fucking going. And they continue to battle into the fourth round when the voice control module that controls Adam gets damaged. Max puts Adam into mirror mode, and Charlie shadow boxes the last round, battering Zeus senseless. He almost fucking knocks him out. And even though Adam loses the decision, I think that the Rocky comparison's apt, Dave, because in Rocky, the victory was the struggle, not the title, right? So Yeah, no, Zeus but Rocky took his shirt off, and Hugh Jackman did not <laughs> take his shirt off for the scene, and I was so mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Zeus's team ends up getting embarrassed because... Because they got their fucking asses handed to them by a training sparring trash robot. And the give no fucks announcer declares Adam the people's champion. And everybody, the whole fucking crowd celebrates. Very WWE. <laughs> Very WWE. I'm honestly not sure what we're supposed to like about the main character, Charlie. Besides being his played torso. by Hugh Jackman. Sure, because his, <laughs> yeah. besides his torso... <laughs> Charlie's childish, impulsive, arrogant. He makes reckless decisions, many of which involve debts to people, that the kind of people that beat you within your life. So, I mean, shit, he even sells his 11-year-old kid for 100K the moment he can. Hey, it's now. It's good business. <laughs> he, he sells his parental rights to her aunt the moment the child's mother dies for 100K. Yeah, it's not like sex slavery, man. Don't misrepresent <laughs> what it is. Semantics. Right. It was, it was in exchange for signing over his parental rights to her aunt, uh, to his aunt, who is a very sweet lady, married That's to true. a super rich guy who just wanted a summer in Italy with his wife before they had a child in the house. <laughs> this is yes. win, win, win for everybody here. It's really true just, American love story. He's an au pair. To his own child. <laughs> That's, That's all. You don't wrong. get to dictate how much wow. he makes. Yeah. Wow. So 
whatever series of circumstances that make no sense other than we need them to happen for a movie to happen occur and now max has to spend the summer with charlie oh okay maybe we're supposed to like charlie because he's a down on his luck boxer i mean in no. this universe boxing was quickly replaced with nine foot tall rock'em sock'em robots yes yes that Which, yeah, that immediately right. checks out right i'm in i'm in and Charlie is all sad about this. He because he was a mediocre real boxer and he's a shit robot boxer. Just absolutely shit. Seriously. Like in, in the first fight, Charlie loses a bot. He then takes all of his money from selling Max, buys another bot, goes out and gets that one wrecked too, because he arrogantly assumed that no training equals all the wins and ends up broke without a bot. And he even endangers the gym that he relies on and supposed to be, you know, protecting. Sure, but, like, why do you need a... I don't... You. It was so they could have the romantic plot. This, this is how you train a robot. You train a robot with a keyboard. Because it was her dad's gym, and he trained huge Ackman. We could have cut a good 30 minutes out of this film if we would have cut the romance plot and the her, like, them being a family. Weird 90 minutes if we cut the kid. And Yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> It's just like a 11 minute short about Hugh Jackman losing all his money and getting his teeth kicked in. I mean, at the end of the movie, Hugh Jackman's with uh, the the boxing with Bailey lady. So she's going to take on the mother wife role, presumably. It's it's implied she's been in a sister wife role for a while already. So, yes. She cocked herself? <laughs> what? I'm not sure. That's yeah, that totally accurate there, wifey. but it seems well enough. It's close what enough, part yeah. of sister wife are you talking about? I mean that she was raised alongside him um, with her father in a fatherly role to him. So oh, sisterly relationships. I and thought you meant the ones that are all married to the same guy. Sister wife. No, 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 no. I meant I was that like, she is both a sister and a wife to him. I got problematic age difference out of those two. So. Did you? I thought they were roughly the same age. I guess we didn't even really mention this. There's a love interest in the movie that didn't oh, yeah. get at any point mentioned in the plot because it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't need matter. to be there. Shouldn't be in the movie. Shouldn't be in the movie. Yeah, she's fine. She's one of the few characters I actually kind of like in what yeah. little yeah. dialogue she has. She's kind yeah, of snarky. She she's likeable. kind of fun. She's just totally unnecessary. It. She only exists to make Charlie more redeemable in the end. It's supposed to give us something to like about Charlie. Hey, there was no sex and there was no inappropriate boob honking like labor pains. So, I mean, yay, question mark? The love interest does not in any way make Charlie more redeemable. It does the exact opposite of that. Well, she's because... the only one that brings up, like, he wasn't always shitty at everything. Remember. <laughs> right. She, she <laughs> Remember, brings up kid. that he used to be kind of good at boxing. That's true. That's true. And that the commitment to the boxing career thereof nearly drove her father's gym and the livelihood that supported her under. And apparently ever since this man's boxing career failed, 
her father's gym and now her gym has been still all in on trying to get him going as a robot boxing whatever the fuck he is which he's clearly failing at so like he's fucked up two generations of this woman's family now and i'm supposed to buy in that her love means he's a good person yep (laughs) she can fix him Right, let's go in on that one. When Charlie's son shows up uh, at the end of the first act. How did she not think to use a kid in all of this, though? That's what I'm confused with. It took you that long? This woman, who he has apparently been romantically entangled with before, who he has lived alongside for God knows how long, doesn't know he has a fucking kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not a good look, honey. But hey, what do I know? You got your man at the end of the movie, so I mean... (laughs) He's a sloppy, sloppy bitch. He he does not in any way have his shit together. I think that term is called a messy hoe, Dave. He is. Messy. He's definitely a messy hoe. That feels appropriate, yeah. I kind of love it, though. Like, I kind of don't want a protagonist who's just down on their luck and yeah. just needs a helping hand. I kind of like a protagonist where it's immediately obvious that like, no, this is their own fault. Okay. Can I talk about something that really hurt my soul and upset me so much during this movie? Yeah. Can we stop making huge Ackman not talk in his Australian accent? <laughs> like, Sometimes he would just hit certain words, and I'm like, That's true. yeah, yeah. Uh, just sure. let him speak freely. Sure, he has a beautiful voice. Just let him talk. We don't need an explanation of why he has an Australian accent. His kid doesn't need one because he was never around him. <laughs> let him just talk in his accent. You keep talking about how huge Ackman was kind of a mediocre boxer. 14 wins, 13 losses, or something like that. Because I wrote down, Hugh Jackman has 13 concussions according to his boxing career. Because every one of them were knockouts. Every fight he had was a knockout. That's where I'm just like, ugh. No, 24 concussions. It was 24 and 13. 24 wins, 13 losses. He had more wins than losses, so... He'd knocked out more people than he had been knocked out by. Well, they weren't clear on what his losses were, but. Yeah, any neurologist will tell you that's how you dodge your brain becoming cheese. <laughs> no, you just got to knock out more dudes and it'll offset your shit. I mean, you know, he might have gone the distance and never got a concussion. I thought, know. no, no. They said that every people just fight ended in a knockout, meaning he got knocked the fuck out when he, got, when he lost. Oh, I mean. Don't ruin this for me. He got yeah, knocked chaotic. the fuck out 13 times. Like, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> right, because that was one of the differences between the boxing in in robot boxing and actual boxing because Adam gets knocked out three times in the first round. And I was like, oh, that's the fight. That's TKO. But Well, yeah, there's, there's no TKO. There's no TKOs when you're allowed to literally tear your opponent limb from limb. You don't stop before that, goddammit. Casey also pointed out there's no real risk of brain damage for him. Yeah, this feels like a better alternative to human boxing. Just make all of the the boxers like the shadow boxing kind. So then it's really that person v that person 
just without all the head trauma. I'm fucking saying I would love that shadow boxing robot. The have them being like virtually at war with each other. Yes, absolutely. Can while they're shadow boxing, can they still dismember each other? Um, yeah. Yes, but the real people arms won't fly off. Okay. Okay. Here's I think about this because because you can span you can put together some really amazing fights like. You want BJ Penn to fight Brock Lesnar? Yes, I they see can do it with pro- robot proxies, right? You can put together some of the most ridiculous, amazing Wait, fights. Wait, means nothing. Right, now. right. No, not BJ Penn because he won't train. He's like, as long as the robot doesn't get drunk. He'll be Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> don't let the robot eat these fries. I don't know. Or... Or he'll overtrain, do a bunch of coke, come in and just knock Brock Lesnar out in 30 seconds and fucking destroy the ring. Oh, who did he do that to? Matt Hughes. Matt he will, Hughes. He will overtrain, come in coked out, take the ring instead of his robot, and somehow win. <laughs> I remember watching that fight and I was so scared because I'm like, he's going to fight an audience member and get banned forever. No. <laughs> Right, because, you know, there's so much fucking heel-turn-bullshit and just drama that's built into it to lead up to it. But that one, like, no. No, he wants to eat his brain. Yeah. Like, has someone tested BJ for rabies? Because (laughs) They test for HGH, but they don't test for distemper. (laughs) What? So, okay, so I take it both of you are also on board. I take it both of you are also on board then for a robot boxing league. Yes, absolutely. In replacement of human boxing once that becomes available. Sure. Yes. As soon as possible, please. Right. Because that just felt like immediately, obviously, like, yeah, this is clearly the superior version. Right. 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 Because for me, it felt like, have you guys been to medieval times? Yes. 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 This felt like the sci-fi version of medieval times. Like you can just go in here and release every bit of monstrosity you have. And it doesn't matter because they're robots. So you can cheer for them to rip each other's heads off. That's true. That's yeah, true. but that one was sentient and that doesn't feel no. good. I disagree that Adam was sentient. I think that was Spielberg leaning into Spielbergery. And oh, Spielbergery. Not. Yeah. We got Spielbergered. We really did, because Spielberg really loves a plucky kid, and this kid was plucky as fuck. Plucky as fucky. Oh, my goodness. He choreographed little dances to do with his robot, and they were awful little kid dances. (laughs) Every single time that kid and his robot danced their way into the arena, I laughed my ass off (laughs) because I just kept picturing him not getting the depth right and backhanding some person in the crowd as they went by killing three kids and just like my baby <laughs> right like somebody's out there going for the high five yeah oh god my arm yes. one of my favorite moments is when zeus who is eight and a half feet tall and like two thousand pounds or something jumps in the air over all of the ropes and lands in the ring it looks fucking awesome but I also said to Casey, I would shit my pants if I were the people in the ring. I'd shit my fucking pants. A hundred percent. Poop panting. Watch a car jump through the air and land ten feet from you. And tell me you don't shit your pants. 
Yeah, I loved that they had a in the in the World Robot Boxing League. They had a human referee <laughs> in the ring with the robots right. wearing like fucking hockey pads. Yeah, yes. Those will help. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, great job, buddy. You're gonna you got something to do here. You're con- <laughs> you're contributing. Why is that guy there? Why? The fight though with the robot that goes nuts and smashes it, that's the uh, Adam versus Metro fight at the zoo, and the zoo is my favorite scene in the movie, and also what made me want more real steel than anything else. It felt very Final Fantasy VII under the plate. You know what I mean? Like yeah, kind it, of yeah. that same kind of steampunk, but we have some future stuff. Like I, I loved it too. I'm gonna be honest. So the zoo. For context, is is an old zoo, and it's a bunch overgrown, and there's all of the fake zoo architecture, and they use it as an amphitheater and a fighting arena. So it's awesome and incredible scenery, and it's run by a bunch of punks, including uh, a guy with a giant fucking mohawk and an anarchist tattoo. It's beautiful. It di- I did love the set piece of the zoo. Yes. Uh, it did confuse me as compared to the rest of the robot boxing, because, like, everybody else is in just, like, 20-foot-by-20-foot rings that look like normal boxing, and, yeah. like, here it's just an entire empty zoo you get to brawl your way through. Right. But whatever. I guess it's, like, a as a like a black market back alley site. It kind of makes sense. But, see, here's my problem with the zoo, and it starts raising some lore questions of this world for me, right? Because... The guy who runs the zoo is clearly depicted as being a scumbag. And pretty much everybody who hangs out here is some form of scumbag. They're all great. Those are my people. Fuck you, Dave. Sure. But, like, does no one use these robots for crime? Like, why not? Is no one just walking into the bank and having their robot pick up the vault and carry it outside and go home with it? These are questions we're not thinking of, Dave. This is this is robot well, boxing. Your robot's got to be pretty good because if you saw one robot got fucked up by a bull. It's true. Hugh Jackman's first robot gets. Who? Sh- Hugh Jackman. Who? I'm Why not saying it like the way that? you say it. Hugh Jackman, <laughs> okay. Dave. Huge Jackman. Wolverine's first robot gets <laughs> fucked up by a bull. Which is not very impressive for a robot. I expect a robot to be able to take on a cow with some spikes on it. I feel like a a cop could... Cops, what do they love? Tasing things. Yeah? You give a cop a robot taser and it'll just, like, (laughs) deactivate every robot it tases? No, I, I think Dave's right. Like, there probably would be crime. But I just like the underground fighting leagues better, so that's the storyline I'm interested in. Dave, think about it this way, right? Like, the zoo opens up a lot of possibilities. Imagine an old mall setting for a fight, right? An abandoned mall or an abandoned uh, or an old parking structure where they could go up and throw each other off. There's so many possibilities for awesome robot fights with scenery. A car wash. There is. There is so many awesome possibilities for underground robot fight scenes. Which is why it's so confusing why the movie just used all the standard bullshit 
human underground fight scene set pieces. At one point, the robots get into a fight where the arena is just ringed by cars that people have pulled up and turned on their headlights on to illuminate the fight. Who are the like people Lionheart. volunteering to park their car right, right up next to the robot fight? We see a car get crushed in the fight in the movie. That has to happen, what, 50% of the time? <laughs> So you're telling me you don't keep anything of value in your car. Does your insurance cover underground robot fight accidents? (laughs) Right. That's not a deer, my friend. Right. Can you imagine your insurance adjuster shows up and there's a seven foot across footprint in your fucking car? I don't know what happened. I came out of my house and it was like that. I think it was a bear. All right. Casey, which fight was your favorite? Can I say what my least favorite fight was? Sure. Ambush versus the bull. It was sad. I don't like watching animals get beat up. They were CGI. Does that help? It didn't. It was not all CGI. Uh, they they made real puppets of the robots, and they used a real bull for that sequence. Uh, really? They actually, yes, they actually used two different bulls for it, and the one who was a better actor only had one horn, so they mostly used his footage, and they added a second horn in via CGI. But that's the <laughs> only thing that's CGI. It's just that's one incredible. horn. What I'm confused by, why did you use CGI to give him a second horn? Having him be a badass bull that only had one horn, like it would have added to the story of the character in the movie. That's like, true. Because this bull was like way overweight and was being billed as like, hey, we have him fight robots in the underground. A broken horn would have been fucking perfect. Yeah, that is really strange. <laughs> Why did you spend money on like this? your Western bull beauty standards, Hollywood. Yeah, Case, you tell him. Dave, what about you? What was your favorite robot boxing match? I My favorite robot boxing match, even though it is in no way the best robot boxing match, is the one and only fight where Hugh Jackman uses Noisy Boy, the robot that he spends his I sold my child money on. Yeah. yeah. Because, to fight Midas? Yes. Hugh Jackman buys Noisy Boy. He barely learns how to control him. Doesn't even read through the fucking user manual. Just immediately gets him a title card fight in Anthony Mackie's underground arena, and it gets ripped to shreds. It is the entire story of Hugh Jackman's character (laughs) in a single scene. Yeah, yeah. While his son just pleads with him to please don't do this. Right. Because Noisy Boy was in the WRP, and it went 15-1. and Losing to a surprise and a surprise title round. So it was a prime fucking robot. It was a very well ranked contestant. And right. Hugh Jackman immediately throws it away. <laughs> I'm surprised so many people in the robot boxing leagues fight to the death. Underground or not, you got a lot of money wrapped up in these robots. I'm fucking saying. It's the honorable thing to do. Then there's no question. My favorite fight was by far the title fight, Adam versus Zeus. That was good. I love that super. Uh, I love that Hugh Jackman supermaned that hoe. Yeah, yeah. Too, it's too bad they abused that in the trailers. I did love the the Zeus Adam fight. It was a just horrendous Rocky style boxing match of just no, yes. we gotta wear out his tank first. Cover up it, and that, let him run out of gas. Literally. I, I So when it started, I, I looked at Casey and I said, oh, my God, are they going to Rocky this? And she goes, I don't fucking know. I haven't seen Rocky. And I said, what the fuck is wrong with you? How have you not seen Rocky? I'm not a middle-aged man. 
Well, you should be. Work on that. The movie before this sort of has this stilted pattern, and it doesn't really find its pacing footing. And then it gets here, and it is a beautiful, dramatic last fight. And I loved how they put it together. I absolutely enjoyed the the drama of like them getting knocked down and getting back up. <clears throat> Even the, the cornering is great because you have the announcer talking over and I like them working on the bots. The cheesiness works. It definitely, the World Robot Boxing League, they tried to depict it as like a classy organization, which does, does not make sense. You have giant robots <laughs> fighting. You're WWE. Right. But worse. Uh, and yeah, that last fight. I can't fight, believe it was boxing only. Like, where's the world, bo- where's the world robot like rockets and MMA. shit leave. Oh, right. Oh. We already have robot wars and they're allowed to use chainsaws. Where were the chainsaw arms? <laughs> Very true. Although the movie in the movie's universe they explained that the robot boxing was originally like exoskeletons boxing. And it's it never too late for a that, chainsaw. Right. There's no humans in them now, so Chainsaw arms and flamethrowers. I don't know why they always put flamethrowers in the robot leagues because they never actually do anything. But it looks very never, cool. Ever. Yeah. It it's looks just for sweet. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Casey, you mentioned that you love the shadow boxing. They have multiple different control types. There's the remote controller, voice activated, and then the shadow boxing. Is, is shadow boxing your favorite? Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't box, but I will slap the fuck out of someone. Um. So I would do shadow <laughs> slapping. Um, the voice controller wouldn't be great for me because I find it troubling to like think of words properly a lot. So I don't think I'd be good fuck, under fuck, pressure fuck, fuck. or, you know, just swearing a lot. My robot's like, damn, can you take it down a notch, please? For no, you're just screaming fucking it's humping <laughs> for the for the bulk of the we film. Hugh Jackman controls his robot during the fights via voice control. Hugh Jackman? And the movie depicts it as very effective and very efficient. And I just was laughing all the time because voice control is the worst (laughs) input method. I just, I want you to imagine trying to drive a car via voice control. I don't know what that robot would do if my mom were voice controlling it because she can't voice to text. That's for sure. So, no, you're right. Voice to text is probably, or voice to robot is the worst way. It is the worst possible input method you can have for this. Having a Switch controller, which is more or less what they had, would be far better than doing voice control. The shadow boxing, though, in my opinion, I think the shadow boxing is dope, and that was my favorite. The shadow boxing is dope. I'm pretty sure it's cheating, and I don't understand how it's allowed in the movie's universe. Okay. How is it cheating? Here's why it's cheating. Because there is a, a scene at the beginning of the movie where Zeus's creator talks about what makes Zeus such an incredible robot. And it's uh he he's mostly he's mostly talking about this algorithm he wrote that allows Zeus to analyze the opponent's fight and independently blah 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 blah. Whatever. It it allows Zeus to actually change and get better in the fight itself, which implies that one of the conditions of the fight is that it's the robot's condition as it entered the fight. So the robot's programming is part of the competition here. The fighting sequences that you have programmed into your robots is part of what you're entering into the contest. So if you're allowed to just take over control and go into that, that's not the pre-programmed shit you put into it. You're cheating. 
How is that different than Tak Mashioda or whatever the the guy that uh, created Zeus jumping into the controls and controlling Zeus? Well, yeah. okay. See, that's where I gotta go back to the it's all just WWE and the rules don't actually <laughs> matter. But also, right. huge sure. Ackman programmed all of his moves into the robot. Huge Ackman doesn't like make up a move. That's true. He does train the robot in that. The fights aside, who's your favorite robot, Dave? Oh, man. I got to say, my favorite robot would be Twin Cities, the robot that has two heads. Okay. Um, I, I always love every goddamn robot movie has to have a robot that has one extra of something, right? Like two heads or three arms. And I don't in any way understand the benefit of it. It just appears to be a weakness in this movie and that it just gives them another head. You can bop, but it was goddamn great. What about you, Casey? Mm, I like noisy boy. Why? I don't know. I just thought he looked cool. Me too. Noisy that Boy, was it. Noisy boy that is was also it. my favorite. He's the a shiny, like a metallic purple, and he's got yellow kanji. And I think it, it says, I looked it up, it's like death and a bunch of ominous shit, but it's just, it looks fucking sweet to me. And I absolutely love Noisy Boy. I was a little bit heartbroken when it got its ass kicked because it was such a cool bot. Yeah, very robot I thought samurai he would last bot. more than one fight. Right, right. Actually looked a lot like the. I guess that really solidified it. You know, huge Ackman's getting his ass kicked. True. It actually looked a lot like the Silver Samurai in the Wolverine movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, from the comics too, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Suspicious. Well, we've waxed poetic about giant robots enough. It's that time. So, Casey, we're gonna start with you. 2011's Real Steel. Would you watch it again? Oh. <sighs> It's hard to say. Huge Ackman only took his shirt off like once in this film. So that was definitely to its detriment. Why would he not pop off that top for that final fight? To this day, it's a mystery that I'll never have the answer to. Um, The plucky kid was sometimes over the top, but he knew when to dial it back and just be a kid. I was actually kind of impressed with his performance. Um, Hmm. Hmm. Bailey, the gym girl, um, backup girlfriend, what have you. I thought she did a good job. I hate to say it. I'm yeah. I think I would. Oh, this was. Wow, it could have had more robot did not fights. Expect that. Um, sure. but I'm also surprised. it wasn't horrible. It was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. Uh, Dave, how about you? Real Steel, would you watch it again? God, I did not at all like the child character in this or think he had any way <laughs> did a good job. It, I got I got very strong episode one Anakin vibes off of him. Or, Ooh, oh, uh, I could see yeah. that. Or, yeah. uh, or yes. the son from Big Daddy. That was the other one that I kept thinking about. Neither of those are compliments. So yeah, did not like the child character. Charlie is just a a trashy hoe of a main character, but I like that more in my head than I do as the protagonist of a film. It's just not narratively very exciting to watch him burn everything in seven minutes of screen time. But really, you're here for the robot boxing. And you know what? They put the goddamn money on screen. 
This is not like they the do. Pokemon battles last week where they undercut us. We really get some extended, solid CGI robot fights here. And that's what I'm here for. And they're good. And they're pretty. And they're they good. are pretty good. So, yeah, I think I'm on board for Real Steel Ooh, again. I'm definitely going to watch it again. Wow. And I'm going to hate most of it again. Uh, but I'll do it. Jay, how about you? From 2011 starring Wolverine, Real Steel, would you watch it again? I think that it's hard to make giant robot fighting bad. Even bad giant robots that are clearly drunk, sweaty men in suits are fun to watch. And Real Steel, though, gives it a, a good... It gives it its A effort trying to make it boring sometimes because it really wants the audience to like Charlie, even though the only reason that we have to like Charlie, the only reason, to be clear, is that he's huge Ackman. Huge Ackman. I think if the movie were a little bit tighter, it could have been a killer. Like, this really could be an awesome movie. The premise is kind of perfect. Really, I want a sequel to this, but set in the same universe and has nothing to do with the original. So if... If they make some kind of sequel, I'm in. But I'll probably settle for a few more watches of Real Steel because the combat really is fun as hell. It's great robots fighting. So, yes, yes, I will watch it again. And that's it. The verdict is in. Ladies and gentlemen, I am surprised at this. I didn't see this coming, but three out of three of us will watch Real Steel again. I would love to hear what you guys think because we were a little hesitant going into it and... It turned out to be a banger way to end the month. It's robot fights. I know what I'm about. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> what do we have going on next week, Casey? As we bring living toys to a close, we're going to move towards something a little more real. A little more full contact, if you will. We're talking sports ball month, baby. You know us. We're sports aficionados. We know things about sports. So kick. Ball. I'm starting off with a sport I know everything about. Actually, not really. But it does star a gold medalist I'm bringing from 1985, Jim Cotta. What? What is Jim Cotta? Jim Cotta, starring Kurt Thomas, a, a gold-winning Olympic medal man Wrestler? doing... Gymnastics. I don't know. Gymnastics and katanas, I think. I don't know. Yes. It's a martial art about gymnastics. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm so nah. excited. You're welcome. Follow us on social, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Instagram at casey.cinema, Patreon slash shittycinema, or shittycinema.com. Check the show notes if you didn't catch all that. So let's turn out the lights. Turn on our robot. Ew. Raising huge acronyms. Huh? <laughs>